Hey, uh, welcome to the show. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Jordan Schutz. I'm a 17-year-old high school senior currently going to Pioneer High School in San Jose. I'm the founder of NinjaPix Studios, a mobile application development company for Android. Okay. And um, okay, so you've started a studio. What what inspired you to start a mobile studio while other students are, you know, trying to uh, get their job at McDonald's and other stuff like that? Why? What inspired you to actually uh, go mobile? You know. Well, like pretty much for like since I've been in junior high, I've loved programming. I've loved creating things, especially video games. I've done a few things. I've made a few FPSs, and I've just been trying to play around and trying to like figure out what I want to do, you know, for an occupation. Yeah. And I really wanted to do something for an Android phone. I got it as a reward for getting good grades in school, and I figured, hey, this would be really cool um, if I was able to actually make something for it. Okay. And when did you get this Android phone then? Like I got it uh, like one and a half years ago, like during summer. Okay, so you get this Android phone, and you and you were honestly thinking that, hey, maybe I should try to make a game for it, or? Well, yeah, I was thinking more like along that lines of applications, and that okay. like, and so I basically started doing the research. I started looking on like the Google Developer page, and I actually downloaded the Android SDK, and I was playing around with that. Uh, but the the problem was is that you needed to be pretty fluent in the Java programming language in order to be successful, and I did not have that experience, so it was very difficult for me to start out. Um, so then, what did you do after that? Did you just decide that you know what, maybe mobile game development isn't for me? And I mean, well, why did you choose say Android versus say maybe making a web game or using Flash or something else like that? Well. I actually didn't have access to those uh, software programs, and I figured, you know, Android was open source. You could literally just download it for free, and I thought that that's really that would be the best way to go. Okay. And what what I ended up happening is, I was talking to my dad about it. Like my whole family knew that I was trying to get into this, and so like my dad actually owns the software company called. Uh, Weird Stuff Warehouse. Uh, lo it's located in Sunnyvale. They they do they sell tons of stuff. They sell software. They sell hardware, like wholesale electronics. And he ended up running into this guy from Anska Mobile. His name is Sean, and he ended up coming into his company. And uh, he mentioned to my dad that he, uh, he works at this place called Anska Mobile, and they make this this thing called Corona SDK, which is a development. SDK for Android and iPhone and you can like do cross-platform and so Once I learned about that I went and downloaded it and I fell in love with it because it's super easy to learn and it's very yeah. user-friendly And how long ago was this like when you heard when you first heard of Corona SDK? It was back in uh, I think January Okay, so you um you downloaded it you checked it out um, you know, at that time, did you hear about Bubble Ball too, or was that? I actually heard about Bubble Ball afterwards. Um, okay. Yeah. And um, so you tried out Corona, and you recognized that it was making things a lot more easy. Um, what What did you do at that point? What did you decide? Um, did you just say, "Okay, I'm busy with classes," or what? What were your thoughts? 
well, at that time, you know, I was taking some advanced classes, so it was difficult to kind of like multitask, but I ended up just doing the stuff on the weekends, like on my spare time. Instead of like playing video games or going hang out with friends, I just kind of figured it out. I, you know, I was active on the forums. I like looked at all the sample code and watched a lot of video tutorials on YouTube. And I, I actually have never even picked up a Lua book. I've learned it all from like videos and sample apps and stuff. Yeah. What would you say was the most effective thing then for you? Hanging out on the forums or, or looking at the videos? Um, really both because I would look at the videos. Uh, like one of the videos that I love, one of the video series is uh, by Cheetah Mosquito uh, <laughs> yeah. on, on YouTube. And he, and he does a great job explaining. So like I would take his basically his tutorials and watch them over and over and over again. And then I'd kind of like make my own app like yeah. from that and so and then like I would have questions and I'd go and post it on the forums and then these people would come and respond and it was really nice you know I, I didn't even buy the Corona SDK at that point and even and people were just helping me and it, I've just felt like it was a super good community and were you thinking about doing just Android or iPhone because uh, you know at that point iPhone was still much more popular than Android in terms of activations per day very true I uh, I was – well, see, I never even really thought about iPhone before Corona because I didn't have a Mac, so I couldn't really develop with it, like for iPhone. So I was thinking mainly Android at the time, but now that you know it keeps going on, I noticed that like people – tons of my friends have iPhones, you know, tons of people I know. And if I could maybe develop for both, that would be really yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, do a lot of your friends in school, do they even have smartphones or what's the status uh, of the smartphone stuff uh, in terms of uh, students about, using it? I think it's about 50-50. Uh, um, mostly everybody has iPhones, but then there are people that have Androids, which is weird because the actual global stats show that there are more Android units currently yeah. activated than iPhones. Well, when you say 50-50, but how many people even have a smartphone? Is that even... I mean, well, well, that's that's what I mean. Like fifty percent of the people do have smartphones, and it's like the other fifty percent don't. Basically. Oh wow! Okay, so fifty percent of the students in your school have smartphones. That's how I. That's <laughs> my impression, basically. And and of those fifty percent that have smartphones, fifty percent of those people use iPhone. Um, no, I I would say about forty percent of them use iPhone. Okay, and so other people are using Android. Well, are you are you guys even allowed to um? use your phone in school or, or uh yeah like during breaks and lunches okay really. um i mean the reason i ask is because i mean that's pretty exciting that you could make a game that your friends could play right there and then you know that i don't know that sounds pretty exciting so it is very cool and you know like actually i made my very first game from the cheetah mosquito video tutorials and it yeah. was called uh beach ball mayhem beta and so what you would have to do is there would be all these beach balls bouncing around the screen, and you'd have to tap all of them in a certain amount of time. And if you do that, then it says you win, and if you fail, it says you fail. And that was just from like one of his basic games. And that's at the point, once I released that, I'm like, wow, you know, this is a really awesome game. Like to program this with the Android SDK, it would take me years to learn how to do yeah. it. But doing it with Corona, I, I was able to like make that whole game, I think in like two weeks from like trying to like figure it out. And so I was really impressed, and I ended up releasing on the market and buying a Corona subscription. Yeah, I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say that uh, you know Corona does cut down development time by 
like a factor of a hundred. I mean, I'm not I'm not exaggerating because I no, think a you, lot of those games are so difficult to make without Corona or some other physics tool that you were, you're right. It would probably take years to polish it up and to iterate and all this other stuff. And by that time, it would, it would have been too late. Um, so let's let's talk about your the first app that you released onto the Android market. Was that the beach ball game or was it something else? Yeah, it was my beach ball game, and I ended up, I, I think, like, to this day, it's, I really don't have that many downloads. I have, I think, like, 700 downloads on it. Yeah. Uh, it's really not that much, and but I did get positive reviews. You know, I did state in the game that I was, like, 16 years old and that I created this game, and people actually did leave some positive feedback and was like, hey, you know, my three-year-old downloaded this and she loves it. It, it makes her crack up. So, you know, that, that made me feel really good. Like people yeah. that I don't know are actually downloading this and enjoying it, you know? Yeah, and how did you feel? Um, I mean, were there any challenges, any other challenges of getting it to market aside from the coding? Actually, it, it was very simple. Okay. Like, um, like yeah. yeah, they just had like a tutorial and on the forums and it took a little while. Like I... The hardest part was the digitally signing the Android applications, and that was my biggest milestone. Yeah. I actually ended up figuring out how to do it, and I posted my very own forum topic, and I think it has something over like 75 comments, and everybody's just like, wow, you know, I love this tutorial. This took me so long to figure out. You know, thank awesome. you so much. And, and, you know, so basically whenever I figure out something that causes me trouble, I figure, hey, you know, somebody else out there must be having this problem, and then I like to post it, you know? Um, awesome. So you released the game. Um, you're getting some positive comments. Uh, you got 700 downloads. What were you thinking at that point? I was thinking like, wow, you know, this could actually be something that I could make money off. Okay. And so then what was the next step after that? Were you going to try to put ads in the game? Were you going to improve the game or make another app? Well, actually, currently, like, I really didn't even know that much about ads. Uh, I have obviously saw them, but I was thinking more like people buying the game. So after I released that, I ended up talking with my parents and we got all my like bank account stuff set up. And like I ended up going and getting a credit card and everything. Uh, so that I could start actually like monetizing my games. Wait, are you are you allowed to even have a credit card or what's the how does that No, work? no, I, I okay. got a credit card. I you're okay. you're able to. Okay. Um you know, and what were your parents thinking at this point? Uh when they heard that you released a game and it was out on Android? Uh what were they what were they thinking? At at first they were um they didn't really have any feelings about it. They're just like, Oh yeah, that that was that's pretty cool. You know, okay. but then it, they definitely did not think I would be able to make any money. But that actually all changes very fast. Okay, and what what do you mean by changes very fast? Well, I basically I I was started working on another game, or okay. like actually not a game, an app. Yeah. Well, you know, also, what did you did you show your your other friends in school? The yeah, first I time? did. And what what I was did. what was their response? They were kind of like, eh. It's okay. okay. You know, I mean, they were definitely They weren't impressed. surprised or like... Okay. No, it was definitely nothing that impressive. Okay. Uh, and then, so basically, I started, like, obviously, I released my first game. I think it's pretty cool. And I'm, and I decided, I'm going to try to do an app. So I just think of a random app off the top of my head. And <laughs> okay. I'm like, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to create a strobe light. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to create a strobe light. And so I did it, I think, in about, <clears throat> I don't know, like, 60 lines of code or something really minuscule and I created this whole app and I 
threw it up on the Android market. I literally, it took me, I think, an hour to make it. Yeah. <laughs> and to make all the different images in Photoshop and get everything set up, and I publish it. And and I, I wasn't even making any money off it. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm getting positive comments, and they're like, this is cool, you know, five stars. And I end up getting, I think, like the first month, I end up getting something like 10,000 downloads on it. Awesome. And then I'm like, wow, I could actually make money off this. So I ended up first using AdMob, and I was not that satisfied with it uh, just because you don't make as much as you would with other companies. And so once I heard about Immobi with uh, Corona's Launchpad, yeah. I ended up switching over to them, and I really have to say I, I love Inmobi for ads. They pay a lot more, and I feel like their whole system is a lot more honest. Okay. And um, so when did you – like how long ago did you switch to Inmobi? Like was it four months like, ago, three months ago? Like uh, three weeks ago. Okay. And I mean at what point did your parents realize that maybe you could be making money then off this? Like did they – have you been – sharing stats with them or anything like that or I, I have been sharing my uh my stats and you know they, they think it's really cool they think there is a lot of money to be made and now like they are completely 100 percent supportive of it and they're very excited you know they they think that this can really um be like this is basically like my part-time job yeah um well you said now they're 100 percent behind it when when were they not 100 percent behind it what what was the skepticism um, well, it was kind of in the beginning because they, they didn't really like see the whole picture. Um, yeah. Like I, I kind of saw what other people were doing. I had no idea actually how much money you could make yeah. with mobile apps. I was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, I can make like five bucks or I can make something like that. Um, and, and they kind of felt the same way. Like you're really not going to make that much. But I, I guess that the thing that you don't really realize is that how many people actually download apps and, you know, play games yeah. and yeah. Well, what what changed your mind um, from okay, you think you can make five dollars to I mean, how much how much do you think you can make off of mobile apps now? Oh, in your well, mind, in your mind, in my mind, um, well, I, I think you could be making a lot. I mean, it all depends. If you're the number one person on the market, you know, and you make it free, you can be making you know one hundred fifty dollars a day off just ads it, you actually make more off free games yeah. or free apps than you do if you make them paid but i mean are you also so so now you're recognizing that you know there's a business aspect to this whole mobile app economy are you um then starting to read about other business you know successful app companies and the revenue they're making because i mean even right now you said 150 dollars, but if you look at the top iphone games like Tapsu or something else like that, you know they're making about two to four million a month. Oh yeah. So I mean that's a lot more than one hundred fifty dollars or one hundred twenty dollars a day or whatever. So, but they also have uh, partnerships with like Apple, and I know that like a few like yeah. Zynga and a few other ones have part have partnerships with Google, and so yeah. they're able to get up to the top. But for like a indie game dev, yeah, you know, well Tapsu was an indie company. Right. Oh I mean, yeah. Pocket Gems was an indie company. They they didn't have any kind of connections. They just started on iPhone, and they improved their you know their game over time, and that's what allowed them to finally you know reach success. So, um, so maybe there's a lot more involved. Um, but okay. So you so you've recognized that there's some money to be made 
are you going to be the person driving the Ferrari then to uh no to your graduation or <laughs> <laughs> no I I un unless I get number one <laughs> but um no I I really am not I know I I definitely know how much I could make and what's an actual like realistic number um but what's what's it, realistic like you look at zombie have you heard of zombie farm uh no i haven't wait is this all stuff for iphone because i'm really yeah. just an android guy i don't yeah. really have well, an iphone or ipod touch so yeah well it's for iphone and you know they've gotten you know a lot of downloads but they're gonna make supposedly double digit millions of dollars this year i mean that's that's pretty huge and i'm sure android huge. has you know, it has equivalent types of games or equivalent types of success. So yeah, there there are definitely successes. Uh, I think for these companies, though, they have multiple people. I'm kind of a lone guy, and yeah. I'm kind of doing my own thing. But like, if I if I had you know 50 different programmers on my team, <laughs> I mean, we could no. easily create like the most awesome game ever. Actually, even I, just five guys or something, you know. Well, that's – yeah. I mean if you look at Zombie Farm, do you know how many people they had on their team like for the first year or the first how, six months? How many? I'm assuming like three or something. Yeah, two three, three or four. I think yeah. – actually it was like one one hardcore programmer, one or two hardcore programmers or something like that. I mean it was at a maximum of four, but it was just like really one or two people working on it hardcore at first until yeah, it started taking yeah. off. So. You're in the right situation, in my opinion. But the other question is, is have you met any other students in your school that are interested in helping you out? No, I mean, none of them really are like that great at programming or they don't really have time to do it or they're, like they're doing other stuff. They're doing like robotics. They're doing other after school activities. So they don't really have the most time and it's not really something they want to get into. I'm happy with just doing it by myself for now. I mean, uh, don't you feel you need a team or someone else to just work with as like a partner to just push through some of the challenges you guys or that you'll have yeah sometimes i do feel like that uh i kind of do i'm doing everything right now i'm doing graphics i'm doing yeah. like publishing i'm doing advertising i'm doing programming and what i love is that i'm able to go out in the community um and like meet with these other developers that program with corona and they're able to help me out because yeah. really i mean in high school they're they're not teaching kids. Oh, guess what? We're gonna learn how to program in Lua today. You know, they they just don't teach this. They don't have yeah. these kinds of classes, so it's all really like extracurricular. And lots of the students just don't have the knowledge. And I'm really surprised that I've been able to get as far as I have well, because they're, they're, I. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh well, yeah. Just because like I don't really have the, I don't really have like a college degree or anything. I'm not. <laughs> learning this i'm just doing it all on my yeah, free but, time but to be fair actually the most successful game developers really didn't go through the formal path um you look at will wright you look at johnny carmack um i mean will wright did the sims and sim city john Car carmack did doom and whatever um so i'm not sure that's you need to go through the traditional path um traditional education path but um but you are willing to learn which i think uh is a yeah, habit sure. and uh characteristic of most of the most successful game developers um that didn't go through the traditional path there's they still have to learn you know it isn't like they just not do anything but what about i mean you're telling me there are no other students in your school who are good at programming who can help you out i mean there's probably like a few and you know yeah. they they're doing kind of their own thing so <laughs> like, i don't and really it's know. not and it's not mobile stuff or 
it's not mobile. It's more like a C plus plus. And and actually, I do know somebody personally who is my friend that is doing um, mobile stuff. He he's actually going to community college and he's learning uh, Cocos two D <laughs> and a few other ones. And and here and here. So I basically Facebook him, and I'm like. You know why are you wasting your time with this? You know, yeah. just switch over to Corona, blah 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 blah. And, and so I, I was basically told him all this, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." And I end up going to the Corona SDK hackathon, and I, I I'm live streaming the whole thing, and he basically tunes in for part of it, <laughs> and he's just like, "Are you serious? That's all you have to do? One line of code for physics? What? Man, I'm gonna start using Corona." I mean. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's so he doing dropped his own. out of community college. Well, I don't think he has, but um, he, he definitely sees that there are easier approaches. Now, there are definitely advantages to knowing the more advanced coding because you can do so much more. Um, yeah. But, but like, really, the time—it's just not worth it. Yeah, because I think in the mobile app space, there is timing matters. You know, timing is important. So, um, and you need but, to push it out. Yeah. So. All I'm saying is that maybe, maybe you can find an artist or a programmer at your school who can help you out. Um, but yeah, you're right that. that you do have that community that can help you. But I think, like you said, you're doing so many other different things. How do you feel about doing like five or ten different things for your app, whether it's artwork or um, programming or marketing or whatever? Like, well, in a way, it's very nice because I have complete control of how I want to run my company. Yeah. I can I can make the art. I can do all this, and I don't have to argue with anybody else. Like, oh yeah, you know, this isn't good, or I don't like this. You know. Um, but they give you feedback, right? They give you energy, and they can help you focus when you sometimes. They, yeah, yeah, they do, and I I actually like what I do is I I make my games. Like I'll make a beta version. And I'll put it on my phone and I'll take it to school. And during the breaks and lunch, I'll bring it around to people, my oh, different awesome. friends. And I'll be like, and I'll be like, hey, can you try this out? Tell me what, tell me what you think. And they'll either say, eh, I don't like this. Uh, I, I kind of like this. And I'll keep what they like and I'll kind of get rid of what they don't like. Okay. And so, so now that you're doing that more, what are, what are, what are students around you saying? Are they, are they getting more passionate about your studio or? Are they hesitant well, they about are. the whole thing? Okay. Well, no. I mean, they're very, uh, they're very supportive. They're, you know, like I, I had this one like me in a bag presentation for math in the beginning of the school year, and you know, I told that I started my own studio, and all the kids are like, "Wow, you know, you do that, you must be making a lot of money," yeah. <laughs> you know, and they don't really realize exactly, um, like what you have to do to get a lot of money in the mobile yeah. game industry, but you definitely make a decent amount. It, you know, I, I feel like they have more respect for me. And, you know, after that, you know, I've got many people and they've came up to me and they've been like, hey, you know, you should make an app for this or, hey, you know, can you <laughs> can you do this? And, you know, I always take that stuff into consideration because if yeah. somebody else feels like it's a good app, you know, it, then, it's, yeah. then well, it's probably something that's worth investing in. But the problem is that lots of the apps are suggesting they're like, Hey, can you take this app for iPhone that I love and like just port it over to Android so I can use it? And I'm like, no, because that's like copyright infringement. <laughs> I can't well, do that. I mean, maybe a similar idea. I mean, because that's what's happening on Android. It seems like a lot, but not everyone, you know, is just kind of borrowing ideas from iPhone and applying it to, um, well, I guess it's really the iPhone companies moving over to Android. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so, so they're kind of, um, 
you know, surprised by this. Uh, what are your, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, don't you use that kind of fame or notoriety in your school to maybe get artists or someone else to help you in other ways for the game? Yeah, I mean, I've asked people around, you know, school, like, hey, do you have any ideas for this? Uh, you know, and some of them have had ideas and they've, you know, given me suggestions about artwork, but I've actually have never got anybody to like actually make me any art. Okay. What about um what are the games and apps that your that you know your friends in school are using at this point? Is well, just... lots of them lots yeah. of them are playing the Words for Friends game. Oh, really? And okay. and I I don't know about Angry Birds. I think Angry Birds is kind of over. <laughs> okay. But I I don't really know what other ones. Everybody really likes Tiny Wings, I know. Yeah. Um but Words with Friends is interesting um because it's it's more of a multiplayer social game. Um, did, yeah. you, did you think about doing such a game then? I mean, well, so you, actually, yeah. well, actually, that's kind of funny that you mentioned that because when I was at the Corona SDK Hackathon, uh, I was partnered up with one other person, and I actually we actually created a multiplayer game uh, utilizing the service called PubNub, and what it basically does is like, it's like a real time game where like you have two tanks and you click the tank to fire your bullet and then the bullet goes across the screen and you try to kill the other tank kind of like pong it, it yeah. that's what it kind of looked like it ended up looking like pong and so everybody was really impressed like wow you know you guys were like the only person that did a multiplayer game you know that's really cool unfortunately we didn't win because it wasn't really like a complete game yeah. but it was a really good experience to learn like kind of what the capabilities are of like multiplayer and stuff okay um yeah so so for the listeners out there basically you did that first game um the beach ball one and then you did strobe light after strobe light what what was the next game you did was it that game that you did as a corona hackathon or was it something else um well actually i never published the corona hackathon but uh the next game i did was actually for a school project and that was called uh debris dodge and you were a spaceship and you had to uh dodge asteroids that were coming at you um the the game did have some problems though there were some lag issues uh so i that's still something i should probably work out and what was the response to that game i i actually really never got that many downloads on it unfortunately i, I didn't really do any advertising i didn't really do anything to try to get it no. out there it was well, just basically for a school project but well, but my teacher loved it my teacher thought it was really <laughs> Um, okay, so after that game, what was the next app or, or project you decided to do for Android? Um, I, I actually, that was my very last one. I mean, I've just been updating my strobe light, you know, and yeah. I currently I have over 30,000 downloads on my strobe light and I'm getting money uh, with ads. So that, and that's very cool. Well, do, do, the, do the money with ads, do they die down? Um, no, it, it's it just, constant. Awesome. Yeah, because I guess people aren't going to get tired of a strobe light. They just need to use it. And Well, yeah, and also what I see is like lots of times people will download it and they'll have it installed for a few days and then they'll uninstall it. But more people will go and download it. And I get a constant – like I get about 1,000 downloads every two days. Okay. So you were thinking um, at first that you know it was really about making a game – you know, just programming the game. And now it seems like you understand that you have to do marketing and some of these other things. Can you talk about the other aspects of running a mobile game studio that you've come to realize are necessary to succeed? 
Uh, well, one thing is, I mean, advertising is important, but like I've obviously been on a very small budget. So I, what I did is I did YouTube and YouTube seemed to help a lot. I also posted all my videos on all the other file sharing websites like uh, Vimo, a few other video sharing websites. Uh, that, that seemed to get me quite a few downloads. I've, I've done some other stuff like cross promotion with other developers Okay. And that seemed that seemed to help. Um, when you say um, use YouTube, what do you mean? Just post uh, videos of your apps or, or talk about development of your apps or what? Yeah, exactly. And it's very cool because after I, I also do app reviews too. Okay. And so people can submit an app review uh, to our company on our website, ninjapigstudios.com. And I will look at it and I'll review it and I'll post it on my YouTube channel. And ever since I started doing that, uh, YouTube actually contacted me and asked me if uh, I'd like to become like a mon mon monetizer, you know? Yeah. And so they ba I basically signed up and now my YouTube account is monetized. So Awesome. Um, are there any other things you're going to be doing to enhance marketing or, or, you know, grow your mobile studio? Yeah, there are definitely other things. You know, I've been in constant contact with other developers and we're going to try to do some cool cross-promotion stuff. I, I was also looking into like paying money uh, for like press releases and stuff to possibly get myself out to the media. That was my hope, and a few maybe like paying for some app reviews and stuff for, from other well-known people. Okay, um, yeah, and so now let's you know let's pretend that uh, this interview is going to be released on um, Friday, and so let's just pretend it's Friday now. Um, and you said that you're going to have a release today which will be September 16th, 2011. Um, what, what's the next app you're releasing today? Okay, yeah, the next app that I'm actually releasing and it's out today is the Annoying Pig game. And it's basically kind of like a helicopter game where you tap the screen to go up and you release the screen to go down. And what the goal is is that you're a pig and you have to dodge the frying pans and you can't get fried. And on the way, on your journey through nighttime and daytime you can collect coins and those coins will basically give you extra points and it's supported by open faint leaderboards so every time you get a high score you'll get posted on the leaderboards and you try to compete to get the top score uh, there are also other cool features like internet accessing so you can get real-time updates of like just what I want to say so like if I say you know the new updates out it'll it'll tell you on the top screen there's like a like a text status bar and I'm also integrating like a more apps section and a few other cool things that are going to be coming in the later updates. Okay. And, um, when did you come up with this idea? Like, um, how long? Well, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I, I came up with it just like a few months ago and I'm like, Oh, this would be fun to kind of create this kind of game, you know, something that is just like super flashy and that's super that makes people super annoyed when they play it because i've seen other games like the impossible game and a few other ones where it's like you know people just start raging and i'm like you know i could create a game like that so i basically created this like super annoying helicopter game where like all these things are these like stars are flying around in the background you know the the background is changing from day to night there's like an animated mountain scene that's like keeps going you know, infinite loop, you know, and just a bunch of flashy things. And it's a very, it's a very difficult game. I've taken it around all my friends and I've actually shown a couple of my teachers and 
surprisingly, I get very good feedback. Everybody's like, you know, wow, I really like this. It's a really fun game. It's really addicting. You know, this is something that I could play for a few hours and not get bored with. And I'm really hoping that it becomes a successful application. Yeah. And um, so what are you going to be doing to, you know, make sure that it does become a successful application? What are, um, yeah, aside from making a fun game, what else are you going to be doing? Well, right now I'm going to be doing some uh, cross-promotion with another developer. Okay. I'm also going to be doing YouTube, and I that, that's that's probably about it. I'm going to be also like also I'm going to be on GoneGoogling.com, and I'm going to obviously be on your podcast. Yeah, and th- th- a few other things. I'm going to, I'm going to try to get some more people to review it and tell me what they think. Uh, and you know anybody that's listening, I would really appreciate it if you downloaded it. Uh, because really every single download does really help. Our goal is to get to the top of top new free games. That's our ultimate goal. So anybody who can download it, it will really help us out. Uh, what's the name of the game again? Annoying Pig Game. You can check it out on my website, ninjapigstudios.com. Okay, and if on, and it'll be on the market too, where they can just type it in will, Annoying it, Pig. Yeah, it'll be on okay. the Android market. Um, you know, so then what's next in store? So now you're releasing this game. Um, you're doing some cross promotion. You've you've realized that it's in it. It's programming along with marketing that's going to potentially raise, um, you know, get you to the level of financial success you're looking at. Um, are you looking at multiplayer games? Are you looking at social games? What what's next in store? I am looking at uh, social games and multiplayer games. I know that Papaya has a very good uh, social aspect. If like you can integrate that in your app, I'm also looking with PubNub uh, for multiplayer, but Right now, I'm not sure if I have the programming knowledge to really like make something that that that's that successful. So I'm thinking right now of like doing kind of like a a space a space shoot 'em up my game. Okay. Um. And um, what I guess when do you expect that thing to be out? That game. I'm hoping in the next couple of months. That's what I'm hoping. So now that you're, you know, you're getting multiple apps out, are students coming back to you and asking how they can get involved or how they can do the same thing, or what's what's the story? Well, one student actually, who is the president of the student body from a local school, uh, was considering about uh, integrating an app with his school's website, and he basically came up to me and asked me to like help help him out with it, and you know, I, I just I basically talked with him about like how much he could actually make and if he was able to make his money back you know and he ended up figuring out that it wasn't worth it for him to actually make the app uh because you know it is it is something like you can't limit your audience and that's the biggest problem is people make games and apps that are for a very small audience and they're not going to be successful and you have to like really look at the statistics and see is this worth my money to invest in Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, what do you, where do you see smartphones going? Where do you see mobile phones going? Are you using your mobile phone a lot more or are you using a laptop a lot more or PC? Um, how important do you feel mobile apps and mobile phones are going to be? I feel like it's going to be one of the biggest things um, because I know that these new tablet computers, they're not using like the normal Windows operating system or Mac OS. They're using this like separate mobile platform and I feel like it's just only going to keep increasing and pretty soon the mobile platform is going to be the computer 
you know, it's going to have everything and all the different apps and everything. And it's already becoming that way. And, you know, it's just a matter well, of time. Are, are you using your mobile phone more than your PC? No, because okay. there are lots of things I can't do on it right now. You know, I can't okay. really type documents, yeah. you know. Well, what about other students in your school? Are they using their mobile phone more than their PC or their laptop? I feel that lots of them actually do. You know, they're mostly on Facebook all the time on their mobile phone. They're oh, yeah. texting their friends. They're, they really they don't really use email. They mostly just text and use Facebook. Okay. Um, okay. So if mobile is going to be the biggest platform, are you then looking into tablets? Are you thinking about games specifically for tablets or anything like that? Well, I am actually all of my games. Uh, the Annoying Pig game that that came out today, yeah. it's supported by Android tablets. So I. I wrote it specifically so that it zooms and like stretches to any device so it will work on all android devices okay um and what suggestions do you have then for other uh developers looking to get into the mobile game space or mobile app space uh you know and even student developers who are thinking about doing it yeah well i would highly recommend um using corona of course because it's really gonna be like the best I mean, even though you have to spend a little bit of money to buy it, it's like really worth it and it's worth your time, you know, to do it. And But there's a free trial too, so. There is an unlimited free trial and I did use that for a few months and that was awesome. Um, okay. And then I would also recommend just kind of like researching on like how to actually publish the stuff and really, and read a lot of different people's blogs. There are lots of different blogs that you can read that, like our developers and you know kind of learn like how they succeeded and how they failed and don't basically make the same mistake twice you know that somebody okay. else had to yeah um and i guess are you going to uh so where can listeners then um just find out more about your studio um and just download your apps um so if you could just recap on where they can go to find out maybe about your studio and the specific apps you have on the market yeah, uh, you can go to my website, ninjapigstudios.com. Okay. Uh, I have a homepage and application page, which shows all my different applications, all my applications. There's Strobe Light for Android, which currently has 30,000 downloads. I have uh, Portal 2 Gel Experiment, which is just like a basic video game app. Uh, that has over 10,000 downloads. I have Beach Ball Mayhem and Debris Dodge. You can download those, but those are very old. I'm not going to be updating them anytime soon. I also have beta testing opportunities on my website. So on like the latest games that I'm developing, you can download you can download like the latest build and you can basically test it out and it'll really help me out. I also am doing app reviews. You can go to my website and you can submit your app for review. I love to review apps uh, and to help you guys out with publicity. Um, I also have a blog. It's blog.ninjapigstudios.com, and I update that almost every day with like the latest statuses and like latest news and stuff. Okay. And so, for listeners out there who have their own mobile games, they would just go to your ninjapigstudios.com and submit if they want to get an app reviewed. Yeah. Um, and then, now, uh, what was the game that was released today again? Uh, annoying Pig Game for okay. Android. And that'll be on the Android market. So anyone can pretty much just type that into Android Market and, and download it. You got it. Okay, cool. Um, thanks again for your time. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Take care. Bye.